it's his Jesus and gym shoes. Starting out, yeah. Boy, Starting it's his Jesus and gym shoes. On, get on off. <laughs> little, little red pop for you. <laughs> you know. Oh, God. That's one of Kelly uh, sweatshirts. It is. Oh, up. Look at look look at me supporting my bestie and everything in this process. Hell y'all see it be dope with me. <laughs> no. I need her to, I need one for the free. You need one for the free? Mm-hmm. Okay. You you'll promote it? Yeah. I have her own and everything and I'll wear it when she when she don't hit. What's what size you need? Let me see what I can do. And a two X. Okay. Yep, I need a 2X. Yeah, okay. I'll wear it. Um, and I'll make sure she has it on Jesus and Jim shoes so I share it too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. These are Tiana earrings right here. I made these. Look at that. They all these denim me. earrings. These denim earrings in the pandemic. You started so you started you started making jewelry in the pandemic? I did. Look at you. Yeah. Uh, but mine is exclusively denim. Like all okay. like just denim earrings. Yeah. Why? I just found it was it was easy, it was fun, and I had plenty to spare. Mm. My mom, she like moved downstairs in her building, and so she had like a tub, um, well, you know, one of those plastic containers, the big plastic containers, like full of jeans. Yeah. And I was talking to her, I was just like, and I'm pretty sure this is the same thing for you too. Um, I was just like, you probably found a pair of jeans and you that you like that fit really well, and you bought it in every wash that it came with. Is that the same for you? Guilty. I have done that a time or ten. Yes, uh huh. And it's not just jeans, but you do have to be more a little bit more careful with the jeans than with slacks. The mm -hmm. jeans have a different stretch and give depending upon the color, even though the same cut size all of that depending upon the color but slacks baby let me tell you <laughs> don't, don't let them come in, don't let them come in petite and i can what i don't got about five pair of black i'm gonna get a blue brown green come on now i'm gonna get them all yes i am <laughs> welcome to another episode of jesus and gym shoes where we have unparalleled conversations about life skills in jesus i today have one of my good friends um on the podcast uh miss tiana mccann aka miss t aka like showtime <laughs> uh, aka miss lucidate aka you know ask a whole bunch of questions aka like you know her uh introduce yourself g hey hey i am as he said tiana mccann also known as showtime be clear one half of the dynamic duo um I am in higher education, been in there for about 18 years almost. Good grief. Um, I am, owned a new business, started a new business in the pandemic, T. McCann Solutions, LLC. Really excited about being an educational consultant. And I am, um, of course, a lady of devastating diva of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, Delta Chapter. Uh, what else would you like to know about me? <laughs> um what else would i like to know talk more about your business real quick oh very good so in this pandemic i started a business that has been on me uh for a while as an educational consultant uh, motivational speaker mc um 
listen, host and professional development uh, presenter. So uh -huh. I started that and it's Team McCann Solutions, LLC, where I love to actually talk to parents, children, um, counselors, high schools, administration, I think it's administration that really needs to hear a lot of what I'm saying and how to get our children to complete their four-year degrees and mm -hmm. make it an, economic, an economical route. Like, we're, we're going to into that. We're going to get into that. So that's the yeah. part of uh, that. So we always have, um, um, we always have, we always have conversations about life skills and Jesus. And I think the life skill is like the economical route of, um, of going, of going to school. Right. So what's your favorite pair of gym shoes? Oh, you know, what's so funny. Oh, I was waiting for this. What? Uh, I, can, can I say, I don't, can I own one pair? Is that, is that oh, one pair? Like for real? Yeah. Are you judging me? I, I feel a little judgment on you. I feel a little. I was like, I, mean, I, I am slightly judging. As I am slightly, I am slightly judging because I have one. I probably have like seven pair of gym shoes in my hallway now, and like that I need to put back in the box. Okay, well, I really uh, let's just say I own. <clears throat> Two and a half. Okay, three pair. I know I said a half. Three pair of real gym shoes. Real. Uh, you know, one of them I just purchased last year for a fortieth um, gym shoe. What do you call that? Gym shoe gala ball, whatever. That yeah. And then somebody just gave me some, and then one from when I I like work try to work out like fake workout. Which is so. your favorite of those three? I'm gonna say it. Can I show you them? Yeah. Let okay. Let's, let me let's just see. show y'all. So you can know. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Because I'm a huge fan of um, I'm a huge fan of gym shoes. So for me, I always need some around at least. I legitimately thought about this because I'm like, gym shoe is in the whole name it's in the of name. this podcast. Let me see. What are they? Okay. It's a Jordan 1 low top. Let me see the back of it. Let me make sure it's a Jordan 1. Yeah, it's a Jordan 1 low top. Okay. I see you. It's cute. That's Small. it. That's okay. And then somebody gave me some silver black and white ones, low top Jordan 1s. And you like, so you like- I like the red ones better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a black and red. Is that you yellow? You just give it a little pop of that color. You know, I can wear all black with them and still be cute, you know. <sighs> if it were only that easy for me. Yeah. If it were That's, only that easy for me. I think you something would happen to you. You would snap, crackle, and pop if something happened. And you could I only had two pair of gym shoes? Yeah. Like, if I had, I, I, so I've gone. I've gone a month only wearing one pair of gym shoes. I, I challenged myself to do that. Oh, that was a challenge for you. That was, did you do, what did you do it like a fast? Look, that's a Daniel yeah. fast step for you. Yeah, that is a Daniel <laughs> fast. <laughs> I mean, like, 
So, like, I mean, I, I don't buy as much as I used to. Um, I kind of went crazy the last couple of weeks because um, it was just some stuff that I wanted. Um, but I um, – pardon my dog. I uh, But during that time, I just, like, wore the same shoes for 30 whole days. Like, besides, like, they weren't a pair of workout shoes. So, like, I was going – I was. this is during the time where I was going to work every day. Um, or going into the office, so I would just wear the same shoes over and over again. Um, but I worked out in different shoes, so like that was the only caveat. Like I keep my shoes at the gym, but other than that, I had the same pair of shoes on for an entire month. Even like to church, I had to like figure out outfits to wear with those wow. church, which was muy difícil, huh? Muy difícil. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was. It was. It was something interesting. Lord Jesus. But I want to transition really quickly to um, something that you kind of jumped into about um, the more economical route of completing a four-year degree. How did you get into higher education or what is it that you do? I currently am the director of the Transfer Center at Olive Harvey College, where I assist students with transitioning out of community college to a four-year institution. Uh So that is my primary job. I help you know, for them to identify scholarships, help them to narrow down their school selection. I help with the application process. Um, And I'm just exposing them to resources throughout their time at at Olive Harvey. Um, I am also the co-advisor for the Honor Society, which is Phi Theta Kappa, which is huge on the community college level. You become a member of Phi Theta Kappa, you can qualify for scholarships all over the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, for for four-year institutions. So it's a wonderful opportunity and experience. So that's what I currently do. I kind of stumbled into education, at least higher education. I thought out of college, I wanted to potentially go into high schools and I, I settled on a job in corporate America, made great money, great money working for CDW. I just was not passionate about it. So I uh, quit there, decided to take my... Um, basic skills test to get ready to get my master's in special ed became mm-hmm. a permanent sub in my former um in my high school my my alum and i literally would come home crying every day and i said clearly lord this is not it <laughs> so um i stumbled into a, a job at robert morris university and i was the career advisor and I helped with technology degrees since I worked for a technology company before going there. And from there, it, the rest is history. So Robert Morris University, I worked for Purdue University Northwest for a number of years. And now I am at City Colleges of Chicago, the Olive Harvey College campus. So what was that like? What was that transition like um, going from like once you figured out your the thing that you like to do like what was it like an aha moment like was it initial was it an initial aha like or was it kind of like some you know stepping on rocks and then like figuring out once you got into it no i think that it was a it was an initial aha i think that my degree and my passion and everything just in my my want and need to help others Mm-hmm. just all kind of came together in the role of higher ed. And and it progressed as career services advisor to this is kind of difficult to do. I need to be at the front end of the students so I can help them 
prepare for the job because clearly they're not meeting the right people at the top end. So yeah. let me become an academic advisor. I can know how to advise them properly to prepare them for internships. So then by the time they get to career services, they're ready. That person has something to work with. So then I did that for a number of years. And then I was like, okay, so I know where they're going. I know how to get them there. Now let me be on that end to help them make the best decision um, financially when making that transition to the four years. So it actually came full circle and it made a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that I wish I had of like, no, like I knew to apply for scholarships, but my route, my route was not traditional at all when it came to college because I was a collegiate athlete. So that looked completely different. It does. Um, than the average student. And you know, for me, it's just like the average student. I hear some of those horror stories of people going home um and you know couldn't pay for college. It's just like dang. Like, you know, no, it's, it's real. It's real. I work with the athletes at Olive Harvey. We have baseball and basketball students, mm -hmm. as well as the girls. We, we now have volleyball. But I have to talk to them differently. My, my whole plan, my whole outlook with them is just it's totally different than I even treat a traditional student. You mm -hmm. kind of got to almost trick them into saying, hey, of course, we're hoping for the best with this athletic career. However, comma, let's at least have a plan A.1. I mean, one, you know, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, you can't say plan B because that to them is settling. You can't say a backup plan. You just have to say, like, it's comparable to what it is that you're trying to do. But we just want to make sure that you're dotting all your I's and crossing all your T's. And they're a very difficult group of people to work with. Because they're they're focused, they're motivated, but in the event it doesn't work out the way that they would like for it to, they need to make sure that they're still taking the proper steps. So yeah. I do have to tackle them a little different, almost literally tackle, like harass and <laughs> fuss and fight and almost bless them out real good. But it it, <clears throat> it they have a love-hate relationship with me. They they say they know that it's in their best interest and oh, I, they working on it. They working on it. Yeah. So what what is it like talking to athletes are a little athletes are a little peculiar. Um, but what is it like talking to the average student who is motivated? Right. What 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 is what is what's some advice that you tell the parent of you know said person that is at Olive Harvey trying to get you know do well? Let me ask this first. Do a lot of people go to Olive Harvey to, for them to get their you know, um, gen eds and then get out? Or is it kind of just like, I didn't know where else to go. I kind of, you know, went to Olive Harvey. I will say within recent years, more students and parents are realizing this is a great route to go, to come and complete your associate's degree so that you can get those first two years out of the way, almost debt-free. I mean, in most cases, it is debt-free. Uh, we have what we call star scholars and students can get a free associate's degree coming out of the city, uh, not city, CPS, if they had a 3.0 GPA and at least an 18 on their SAT, ACT. Mm -hmm. How awesome is that to say that your books and your tuition is paid for for the first two years and mm -hmm. it's all the general ed courses that you're going to have to take when you get to the four years. So we're finding that a lot of students and parents are realizing that this just makes sense. And mm -hmm. then I'm getting them with our partnership programs into the four-year institutions of their choice. I have sent students to Jackson State, Howard, 
uh, UAPB, those, oh, Fisk, I've sent plenty of students to Fisk. I have students, students at U of I, I have students at Illinois State, I have students that I've sent to Iowa, you know, so you can still get to your school of choice in this route and still pledge, believe it or not, and uh, have an awesome experience, right? And be almost debt free. So it's, it's great, it's a great option. Advice that I would give parents is actually to start while in high school, especially if your students are CPS students, there's too many dang on resources and organizations that you can have your, your child sign up for and get a free education. My sister mm-hmm. is in her senior year, she went to Kenwood. She's in her senior year at uh, NYU and she is debt free. Debt free. And she wasn't valedictorian of her class. Now be clear, she was number six. But um, <laughs> she did come in the top 10. I mean, she is an Ivy, so ain't NYU Ivy? It is not, but it is a oh, cream of the crop, tippity top. Columbia's no, Ivy. Columbia, Columbia's Ivy, right? Yeah, Columbia's Ivy. And um, she will be it going is, to pharmacy school, school and she's doing big things. Look, yeah, and yeah, debt yeah. free. Yeah, that's, I think that's honestly what matters. And I think a lot of people push, like, even though I am a proponent of, like, you know, go to black colleges, but go to, like, college for free like if you can't afford it like ain't no reason go to i i tell anybody like i look at my student loans and i am praying (laughs) that by some stroke of a pen these joints get canceled Mm -hmm. but um you know i didn't have anybody that was just like yo like certain moves that you should make like i love my alma mater but ottawa and kansas but you know i wish that like someone had been like you know just you know go a different route. Now, I needed to go the route that I went, but I just wish that, like, there would have been a less expensive route mm-hmm. that I could have went. Um, and, I mean, I had scholarships. You know, I knew to, you know, fill out applications for scholarships and, you know, do all of that stuff. I didn't get a lot of... I mean, I got some, but, you know, I, I wish... Man, I wish that I... You know, I had I had more, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but a lot of people didn't know about that. A lot of people still don't know about that, and, you know? Uh, so what do you say to the kid that's kind of like the in-between kid? It's kind of like, you know, I don't really know what I want to do. I kind of just like, or the kid that, not even the in-between kid, but the kid that's like dead set on going to this one school and that school ain't giving them no money. Like what's, what's that advice? That advice is probably daily. I'm talking to that individual where they're not realizing how much it really takes for them to get there and what, what it all entails. There's, there are too many outside scholarships, though. Like, there's still, there's a Jack Kent Cook scholarship, $55,000 a year for up to three years for your school of choice. And all you need is a minimum of a 3.5 GPA to apply. Right? How awesome is that? Yeah. And that's out of, um, and that's coming out of junior college? That is That particular one has a branch for a community college student and a high school, traditional high school mm-hmm. student. So for my, obviously the competition could be less hectic as a community college student with a scholarship like that, you know, because there's not many people that know about it and or are applying. So the competition is like non-existent. We've had uh, 22 students from city colleges all across city colleges qualify for finals for that particular scholarship. Mm. And it's only given one person? No, 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 no. It's, it depends on the year and how much money they have. I mean, it could oh. be from 20 to 50 to 100. Yeah, it could, you know, that scholarship is out there and it's hefty. There's the dream scholarship for my non-documented students where you can get your schooling paid for. 
Um, I typically tell students, and this is just a little free little nugget. I'm not even going to charge. I don't charge on Thursdays. It's throwback. So I'm going to get us one for free. Oh, My advice is, is Google who you are and add scholarship to it. Yeah. So I had a student that got a scholarship because she has alopecia. Like that is not even something she picked for herself, right? It was just, and it's literally, it was literally a scholarship out there. I have a. a I should have did blind in one eye scholarship. Listen, it, I you you would never believe that it could potentially be one out there. I mean, I, I think that some of these people now. just got money and don't know what to do with it. But um, you know, you know? this got Catholic charities. There's a scholarship because of your uh, sexuality. I've got some yeah. students that are part of that community and have won full rides to scholarship for scholarships. Um, scholarships out there. One of my students was a cancer survivor, found some scholarships. Another is a, a single parent, found scholarships for being a single parent. That one was out of Catholic Charities. I say Google who you are and add scholarships to it and see what comes up. That's a good search. Um, okay. Starting at the school that you're interested in and looking on their website. That was actually how my sister found her full ride for all four years, was she went on to New York University's website. She looked at their scholarship page. This was a particular endowment. I want to say it's a, a super rich couple that pays for six kids to go to school for free for four years. And they tack into it um, hands-on and experiential learning experience. My sister was actually out of the country when the pandemic started. She was studying abroad because of this particular uh, scholarship opportunity. Now, I told my sister, we probably would not have been friends when I was in high school, if we were in high school together, because she's way, way smarter than me. But <laughs> I would have been her cool friend that was kind of smart and still in honor roll classes, but wouldn't have thought anything about this full ride at New York University. <laughs> Yeah, somebody asked me, they were like, DJ, were you popular in high school? And I was just like, I played football. Like, people knew me, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. I most definitely told the line of, of, of all of those things. Um, but so now that you're doing this work, mm -hmm. right, you, what do you see, where do you see, like, ultimately you going with this work? Is this like the end all be all or? you know, 10, 15 years from now, is this what you want to be doing? That That's a great question. I can I can see myself retiring in education. Um, I can see myself being a president of a community college. Um, I am already a professor. I'm an adjunct. I did not teach this year because... Um, I need to teach me a class. Yeah, no, honestly, let's look into that. If you yeah. got a master's degree, I might be able to... to help be an entrepreneurship. What'd you say? I got my MBA. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, listen, let's talk offline. Yeah. Oh, I, I, look, I don't got to give away that many free nuggets today. Yeah. Okay? yeah, yeah so um, yeah. I love to teach. I absolutely love teaching. And I love to make an impact in my community. I am a product of a single parent household. I am a first generation college student. I wish that I had a Tiana McCann in my life when I was there. And although I am debt free from both my bachelor and master's degree, who won't he do it? If I was, if this office wasn't junky, I would get up and run a lap and come back around. But, um, and that's not a lot of my friends that that's their story, that they're debt free from their degrees. And yeah, I, am, I, am, I am grateful for that, but I still would have taken and would have done things a little differently had I had a Tiana McCann in my life. So I, I still want to make an impact. I feel like I've got some books in me 
Um, motivational speaking is my niche. I love talking to people. I love connecting with people. Um, and I, I mean, I can maybe one day see myself, you know, doing big things. How did you get into motivational speaking or like public speaking? I, you know what? I think it stems all the way back to high school when I was on the speech team. I mean, I went to state, regionals and nationals for state, um, for speech, I mean, for years. And so really connecting with individuals and utilizing my facials and my voice and my energy and my passion um, made me more comfortable with public speaking and less intimidated when I, um, you know, got to college and when I started, you know, working in the, in my work environment. I often hear my supervisors say, well, we're going to have Tiana present that because that's not even my department, what you're talking about, but okay, I'll do it. I'm not, I'm not afraid. I'm not intimidated. And I think life examples just make it so that I'm, I'm comfortable and people can relate to me. My family experience, my father's side of the family is like, um, growing up was like a middle, upper middle class where my father's, my mother's side of the family was not, <laughs> I'll just say it like that. And I grew up with two drastically different, uh, you know, like perspectives on life. So how you can you do a really good job of being able to like go in and out of, um, you do a really good job of being able to go in and out of different conversations and yes. different groups of people. Very comfortable there. I'm yeah. from the boardroom. I can't. I'm not gonna say to the to the trap house because I'm I'm not saying I am still from the suburbs. To be clear. I'm yeah, not sure yeah. that I'm quite trapped enough for y'all. Okay. I can you get are, that because I'm not trapped. You able, you able, you're able to uh I mean you do a good job of like handling <clears throat> the bros, you know. So there's there's always some room with us where you know we can, you know, we yeah, there's always some rooms that mm -hmm. uh that we'll keep people in that people are like, yo, how did I get here? <laughs> so, you're very, very good uh, being able to handle all of those different perspectives. Yeah, I, I feel very comfortable and it's it's a great place to be. So, I mean, from spectrum of traveling to Disney World with the father side of the family to going outside and picking my lunch out of the garden type deal. Like that was my grandfather was had not a green thumb, a green arm, foot, leg. I don't know all of that. And we would literally go in the backyard and pick our lunch, our tomatoes, lettuce, name it. He had everything back there. To um, I know how and I know all about the actual food stamp book. Do you hear me? On my mother's side of the family. Well, don't let that before. bill be over $5 and you ain't pulling it out that you dig. It ain't legit. So, yeah, she knows all about public transportation and taking the CTA to Evergreen Plaza, ever black as we Ever-black. call it. <laughs> Name it. I, I, so I've got, my grandfather drove 30 miles an hour to church in his Cadillac on my father's side of the family. On my mother's side of the family, we drove that big old CTA where I was a shrimp and I would be 15 years old and they still would be like, she's only 12, she don't have to pay. So yeah, I've been there. <laughs> I get it. And I got it. Do you hear me? <laughs> oh God. Oh God. That's funny. 
I even have two drastically different nicknames for each side of the family. So, yeah, no. Uh, but somebody asked a running joke if you don't know what a pallet is, something wrong. I lived on pallets in my grandmama's house. You got your good blankets. Do you hear me? You got your good blankets to make your pallet. Father's side of the family had my own queen size bed. When I spent the night. Yeah, let's yeah, I want to go over here. What was that? Listen. What was that? I mean, how did that? How did that affect you, though? As far as, or did that have any effect as far as going and obtaining, you know, next uh, edu- educationally? Did, did that have any? Effect? I, I think that it it really exposed me to absolutely everything. It made me mm-hmm. such a well rounded person um, that there was nothing that you could probably say that I couldn't relate to. You know. Mm-hmm. From the the lowest of the lows to the highest of the highs, I just felt comfortable in any environment. I went to the University of Iowa for undergrad. Come on now, okay? I had to figure that out where I was like, you know what? I want to be an RA because if I'm the first Black person some of these white people are seeing, it needs to be me. I I, I got a level of patience. I can can help educate them and and not chin check them. You know, so it was a... Yeah, I think it made me a good person. Well, very well rounded. So I got my OU sweatshirt on from Ottawa University, which is in the middle of Kansas. Well, not in the middle of Kansas. It's like eastern Kansas. Um, it's near, you know, Kansas City or whatever. But it's um being down there. Uh, I thought the same thing. Like mm-hmm. I have to. I want to be the black person that people can see. I was hella militant though. Like I am. Like just certain stuff you're not gonna say to me. You know, but at the same time, I was able to make I was just down there for homecoming. I spoke uh, to the team prior to the homecoming game. Um, But being down there, just like people who I would have never, ever, ever, ever been around prior to like going to college. Um, Yeah, I it allowed me to have like lifelong friends and Mm -hmm. I'm down there reminiscent of you know, just like silly stuff that we did when we were, you know, athletes in college, just sit at downright silly stuff. And it was, it, it was really, really special, but me being able to go in and out of those mm-hmm. uh, areas or in and out of those, uh, those conversations. And they also pledge at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you got the, it's, it's uh, the dichotomy of like being the bros on one end and being like hella black to being like uh you run a line of almost being too black um in certain spaces so or yeah you have to like tone down your blackness uh, a lot of times so yeah that's interesting especially in iowa yeah you know that's that is that is interesting because i'm gonna tell you i wasn't militant but i was definitely woke you know i and I always pushed the black agenda. I always wanted a oh, black vote. I always wanted a black presence. I always wanted a black voice. We did not, and I'm dating myself. I know y'all are thinking that I'm only 25 and I get that, but um, I was down there when literally BET only came on for half of a day. On this, and we had to fight to have BT for 24 hours. Like this is this is real deal. This is like, wow, really? But in the state of Iowa, I, if there wasn't a, 
a need or a presence or a voice for that, why would they give you that channel exactly. all 24 of the hours? So not that they couldn't, it's just that they didn't. They didn't feel like anybody needed it. I was literally, in some cases, the first Black person students had saw, like students saw in real life that were Black, that was Black. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I know for sure, like, <clears throat> sometimes are like, teammates of mine had never played on the same football team as a black person. Mm -hmm. Like they probably had played against maybe, you know, a couple black people here and there in high school or whatever, but they had never ever come in contact or like had to readily be in, uh, in community with black people. Mm -hmm. And I don't, and I'm not the shuck and jive type of guy. Like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll chill when it's the coaches, but like you, don't say that. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. I, but, you know, I think my struggle in college and being in Kansas was more so um, equity for the students, like in general, because black people prosper were going to be able to prosper if all the students prospered. So, like, just little things as far as um, where are our the this this byline that we pay for tuition um like student fees where's all of this money going mm -hmm. like you aren't getting you aren't uh equally um giving this money out to every um every organization on campus and then like at the end of the semester where's this money going like it hasn't been spent so like there were programs that i you know put i, I joined student government for that reason Right. So, yeah, because we went to the Big 12 conference and it was like four of us in a room and it was like we didn't what no money. Like where was all the money at? You know, mm -hmm. that was raised. That should have been going out. Um, so, yeah, you know, it. I wanted to make sure that students in general had equity because I knew just like now that when they put stuff in place um, in, in regular government, will we will benefit from it like when they put things in place for us everybody benefits from it mm -hmm. and so i went to make sure that you know there were things in place that all of the black students could that all of the students could benefit from even though it would help us out the most that's fair yeah that's fair yeah but i most definitely was uh you know uh my people ain't raised no pump so it was Guy most definitely knew that, like, the times where there were, you know, racial, ra racial events that happened, he knew to make sure I was with the bros or knew to make sure I was, like, I was online for a year. So he knew to make sure I was <laughs> I was online <laughs> when some of that stuff happened. So I couldn't have been there, you know, because it, it had been a might have been a much different situation. Mm -hmm. Uh <clears throat> right people that I was there. But um, your company... Um, let's talk more about your company, your public speaking. Um, tell me more about it. It is tmccansolutions.com. First of all, that's the website. Um, and like I said, it was actually birthed in the pandemic. You know, I decided that, uh, it was time for me to put some of that in motion. Mm -hmm. I, I've often been tagged and, and utilized to be the MC or the host of different events across, you know, the Chicagoland area. And I'm like, no, people need to understand this is, this is a skill set. Like mm -hmm. you don't, it doesn't come easy to everyone. And uh, I said, let's put it into motion. So 
it's educational consulting and services. So I'm educational consultant, um, motivational speaker, mistress of ceremonies, professional development, which is really huge. My actual um, master's degree is in ORCOM. So that professional development and making it lively and helping people to connect as a team and even as individuals, I do a lot of trainings for that as well. Name it from time management to interpersonal to even how to present in a Zoom or a virtual setting. There are some things that folks don't quite know and are, are very good at. And yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a little nasally. Um, hosting, I enjoy hosting. And then I have this thing called Tiana-isms. And actually a good friend of mine who was a bruh, Lord have mercy, came up with that. He says, there are little nuggets of things that I say that I am one of those people that I say out loud what well, other people are thinking and are afraid to say. And I, t I tend to have a more comedic twist on it. But as I call it, I'm cracking, but I'm facking. Mm -hmm. So I say, he says, you say a lot of things that others are thinking. That being said, he called them Tiana-isms. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm about to get that one in motion too. Yeah, I think yeah. that, um, um, yeah, it's, it's speaking in public is most definitely a skill set, but also making sure or professional development is another thing, right? So I think that as I am transitioning through uh, my career, um, I've learned that there are things that I don't know, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that professional development is one of those things that is a steady need, um, a continuous need, because you have to be able to speak the language. You, know? you do. And it's ever changing, bro. Like it is yeah. forever changing when I'm saying even how the vernacular changes and you would think that something that you the code switching. We're all we all really are familiar as a black person. You have to understand and know that mm -hmm. you will be surprised how much you can actually transition into the regular setting and how much people are are saying that they weren't you. They weren't saying before. Mm -hmm. So things are ever changing. I'm even Webster Dictionary is adding new ridiculous words on a regular basis so to stay current, conversating is, i was like no what? that was ridiculous to me but that we was ridiculous so much. To me. i i, I <laughs> lose over that conversating um, i don't like it i know but you get what i'm saying they're yeah. adding words daily so I'm, I'm i say that to say you always want to stay as current as possible yeah. and i think that i've got that happy medium as my professional and even my volunteer life is still quite mature. The population of students that I work with keeps me a little bit more current than I'm sure I would have ever been on my own because a lot of this music I could not care less for. Like yeah. I really do not like, but they keep me current. So it works. So I yeah. love professional development, not to mention the dynamics of a team change from quarter to quarter and sometimes from year to year. So, you know, pulling things back into place, not to mention a person's personality can change overnight due to what is happening to them personally. So yeah. they don't even interact the same with individuals on the team, even if it's the same team. So, yeah. I mean, I, I can give an example of, of a friend that lost their parents actually in, the, in COVID and where this person was super boisterous outgoing, super fun and lively, 
turned into this hermit of sort. Like, I mean, you could hear a pin drop in their presence. They clearly went through. The dynamics of who they were in this team setting was no longer. So it was important to kind of reevaluate where the team was in a professional development setting. And I believe those kinds of things help along the way. Yeah, and then paying attention to those things, right? You have to be able to like read the room. You have to be able to read the room. And I, you know, one of my passions also, and this is not even a part of Team McCann Solutions, but I might need to add an arm for this, is this customer service thing. Um, it, it, and I know that we're short staffed because people don't want to work, be clear. They rather. Um, I don't agree with that. You don't? People no. don't want to work? Well, oh. no, I, don't, I don't agree with that statement, right? I don't, I don't wholeheartedly agree with that statement, right? I think mm-hmm. that there are people who want to work, right? I there think, are. I think like, I, I do think that there are most definitely people who will always uh, pimp the system. That's right. since the beginning. No, 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 no. I, listen, we're going to have to agree to disagree because I also agree that there are a great deal of people that do want to work. And there are okay, also a great that. deal of people that want their 15 minutes to stretch into a lifetime. They want to ride the coattails of a TikTok. They want to ride the coattails of a something because they've seen it happen. You get what I'm saying? They're not really wanting to invest any time and energy into work ethic and um, stability and things of that nature. They want to stretch. I I think a lot of people don't know how to, though, right? So, like, I think. So getting into podcasting, right, or putting my podcast together, I didn't realize how much work goes into putting a podcast together, right? Because I didn't know. I didn't know all of the different aspects where you have YouTube and where you have um, the fact that you got to cut up clips to put it to put it on there, right? I have a real job, right? You know, but content creation is a whole nother job. Yeah. Um, and you know, people will. I could see how people would quit. They'd get into it. They'd be like, "Yeah, I don't really want to do this, right?" Mm-hmm. But I, I do see how some people do want to just like do it to be viral, and that's it. Or they think that it's easy. Meaning, yeah. I all they see is the end product, and they're like, "Oh, I can do that." But like you said, they don't know all of the ins and outs. My little brother, who is actually. Um, internet guru, sensation, influencer, whatever you want to call him. He used to really utilize his IG account. He had over a million, over a million followers four or five years ago as a 19 year old had over a million followers and went to Homewood Flossmore High School. Like this is not anybody that's like super popular. He had more followers than some celebrities did at the time. Mm-hmm. And he honed in on that skill set. He asked my mom like, hey, traditional school and all of that traditional jobs. That's not my niche. Could you please give me two years to build myself and my brand? And here he is. LOL Jason is his name. Um, He does sketch comedy and skits and fun stuff on YouTube. He's got over 500,000 subscribers on YouTube. YouTube. And just recently moved to LA this past November. And he's really owning in on this crap. I mean, from purchasing of the, what he needs to make sure that it happens. So yeah, he's doing big things, big things. Super proud of him. Yeah. But I think, I think that like, um, but he knew that it was more than a, 
30 second clip that he saw on TikTok, he knew that it was going to be some work and invested the research time, energy, and effort into it. Okay. And we were talking about professional development and people not wanting to put in the work yes. for professional development. Um, yeah. And that's what I, that's what I've been seeing. Like I've been taking, I taught myself how to code. Like I've been like, and, and so I, I'll do interviews every now and then. And I listen to the things that people say are important. So that way I can learn the language um, of corporate America. Cause I'm in corporate America and I desire to be in corporate America. Like I do, I'm most definitely an entrepreneur, but like I desire having benefits. Um, <laughs> and like, they will check. Like I, I like it. It ain't, you know, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I don't mind it. Um, I feel the same. I feel the same. Yeah. So, um, you know, I do things to kind of, I love a LinkedIn learning, um, situation. I, I love a good LinkedIn learning situation. Um, yeah, but I don't think that like, I, so I do think that you have those different boxes. Um, but I also think that there's a group of people who I think exposure, right? Like you talked about earlier, exposure is the thing that can kind of open the door for a lot of people, um, to know what's out there. It kind of gets them to the next space. Right. And I think that like, the good thing about like the social medias is that there is exposure where people mm -hmm. can know that there is um that australia is a place that, that people can go like i studied abroad there so it's different for me and i worked in ireland so it's different for me right but these places may not necessarily be tangible for other people and um you know, the social medias, if done right, allow people to see more or they allow people to see that there are black uh, doctors or that there are black people who are doing uh, more than just athletics or that there are black people who are, you know, coding and making a shit ton of money in 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 putting technology, techn technological things together. Right. So, mm -hmm. but I do think what, what that exposure piece, I think is real. What are you doing to help with the exposure of your students? Honestly, I meet them where they are. Okay. So I have, I'm one of the administrators for our social media handles okay. um, for the school, because I want to keep things current. And I want, I say, if they're going to be on TikTok, let's be on TikTok. If okay. they're going to be on Instagram, let's be on Instagram. Let's have it where it's already coming through their news feed and encourage them to subscribe so that they don't even have to take additional steps to find the information. Because I used to say, if I wanted to hide something, I would put it in an email because they literally are not reading those. So if, the, if we know that they're spending 35 minutes on the toilet every morning with their phone in their hand, <laughs> scrolling through social media, Let's be a part of that. Let's be a part of that news feed. So that's yeah. one of the ways that I do exposure. Um, I love the visits, talks to the classroom, mm -hmm. and I make them, you know, short and sweet. But at the end of the day, they at least know my name and my face and how to yeah. reach me, yeah. you know, and, and some of the resources that my center provides them. So mm -hmm. the sooner I can come in, I love talking at orientation. I do connect with high school counselors.
because I know that there is this thing where they're really trying to push the high school counselors to push the students to a four year, but it's honestly not the best fit for all students every time. So yeah. Sometimes it needs to be a trade school. Sometimes it, and it's wonderful money to be made in some of these trades. I, man, because- I'll be playing it. I'll be paying this plumber at my building so much money. Lord Jesus, it's always mm-hmm. enough. And the thing is, a lot of these folks are trying to retire and have nobody to replace them yep. because people don't want to work, which goes back to that first statement that I made. That I hear. People don't want to work. Okay. Yeah, they want they listen. You yeah. cannot be a window washer on a skyscraper on Instagram. You can't be on your phone and washing a window. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. So that being said, they don't want to work. Because if I got to put my phone down and miss out on this, see me, eh, eh, then they can't do it. You sound like a bitter old lady. I it just it honestly does frustrate me a lot because I feel like we don't have to live and breathe here on this this phone. It, and, and it's just sad. I mean, I saw a video the other day of, and I know I'm digressing, of a baby that got caught in a fire. And the fact that there was video for it. But nobody went in to get it? But but you could have been another uh, extra layer to go in and help save the child. That hurts my heart. Because we're so busy on trying to capture a moment that we can't get our hands dirty. So it, it is frustrating. But yeah, no, I digress. And, and and listen, I'll be the bitter old lady for that example. But only that example. You can only leave it there. Because, yeah, you're not an old lady no more. I, I'm not an old lady. Mm-hmm. I don't like to think that I'm old. I'm seasoned, though. I am. You're seasoned? seasoned? We had a conversation. We Speaking of being seasoned, we had a conversation you were um in the process of uh you were in the process of going to looking for a church. Mm-hmm. You remember this? You remember the conversation we had? Mm-hmm. Um and I thought it was really, really poignant because I think I personally you checked me because um I for some reason just like randomly just got like hella religious or like hell not religious but like hella like legalistic in my thought pattern when you were just like because i just assumed because you hadn't picked a church home that you weren't going to a church or that you'd like weren't a believer for some reason right um and i appreciate that i mean we friend we real friends so like i took it and was like oh okay yeah i was wrong like you know um and I think that, and I brought that up because I think that, and I think also think that like a lot of people who subscribe to Christianity have these very, very legalistic ways of thinking. Um, and they have like some pretty, they have like rigid walls that are up, right? Um, what was it for you? You wind up settling for, I mean, not settling, but you wind up, uh, you want to pick a church home. What was that process like? Because it was, um, I don't remember the exact amount of time that you were like looking, but you were doing, you were diligent in your search. It was like a year. (laughs) It was like a year. And I probably went to 10, 15, 20, a million churches. (laughs) You know, I, I I mean, that process was challenging. Mm -hmm. It was draining. It was a lot of ups and downs because 
there were boxes that needed to be checked off for me because yeah, I, 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 I kind of got burned. And so I was like, I, I have to try to figure out what this should look like, you know, from the beginning. Um, I didn't want stuffy. I, I'm not a very stuffy worshiper. Okay. What does so I'm mean? not here. I'm not singing out of the hymns. I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm knocking that. It's just, I'm, I'm not that particular person. I grew up in that actually. Yeah. So I, I wasn't there at that particular time. I'm not super cool, like all the way down, you know, like feeling comfortable to the point of a preacher cussing in a pulpit type deal. I don't know that I'm that down either. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, I don't want to have to dress up every Sunday. Um, there was some, you know, I, I needed enough youth on it because as a young single woman, you know, I wanted to feel comfortable in that setting. I wanted to see people that looked like me. Um, so I kind of wanted both directions. I was okay with small because I was looking for opportunities to grow and to learn. Um, but more than anything, I needed a good word. I needed like a teaching, preaching type of a deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, um, so yeah, you you wound up doing it. So what what was it that stood out? Um, what, was some, what was some of like the funny things that you saw during that like year of looking for a church? <laughs> Let me tell you. Because, like, I've only been to, like, my dad's a pastor, so, like, his churches don't count, right? The churches that he's pastor don't count. But I've, I've been to, like, two churches in my whole, like, I've, I've, I've have belonged to two churches in my whole life. So I don't know this process of, like, searching for a church. Um, let me tell you. I cannot, it, it was the energy. I, it wasn't anything funny. It wasn't. Here, I just got to give you this one example. It was, it's funny and, and you're going to laugh because it's true. Kelly and I were actually in this quest together. So we were yeah. going and visiting and we walked in and I looked and the usher was ushering us to the seat and we walked through where they ushered us through. And we kept going and we circled back around and we exited the door. <laughs> Just that quick. It was, I, we didn't even sit down. It was like they were trying to pull us on the other side of the, of the yeah, you say over there, oh, you, you calling us over there. We walked right on out that door, circled right around. That's the energy was just weird. The energy was weird. And then it was like, I don't know, I felt like all eyes were on us. And I'm like, have y'all never had a visitor before? Like, it was just weird. I can remember times where <laughs> Kelly would often push me to go first and visit the church. And then she'd be like, was it good enough for us to go back? You know, that kind of thing. So I was like <laughs> interviewing the church, right? Mm -hmm. And then she would come behind. But this one church, I was like, look, this pastor I've heard great things about. Let's just at least go. So she was there a little later than me. And I sat and I was like, oh, she's not going to like this one. <laughs> she's not going to like this one. And it literally, as she sat down, she said, take good notes on the message because I'm about to go. I'm not going to be able to do this. And I was like, no, I, I, I knew that already. I said, but I at least need you to hear his message. 
And she was like, I'll hear it through your notes. And like, that was that on that. I'm telling you, it was just a funny story. That was the pastor we actually ended up going with. He was a part of a different church yeah, at the time. Yeah. Started his own some years later. And now I told her, I said, I told you it was a good word though. She was like, oh, you did. You did, but I, I wasn't going to experience it for myself. So yeah, it was interesting. Some, you know, some were very theatrical. Some were very small. Some were very churchy. Um, mm -hmm. Some were very teachy, not preaching. Uh, some did not have praise and worship. It was all over the place. Like literally, I, we, I, I used to know the count. I feel like it was 17 school um, churches that we went to. 17. Some got a couple of more hits, you know, more than some were too far because I am a believer of that. I shouldn't have to clean, go all the way out of my community to mm -hmm. go to a church when I've passed 25 of them getting to my church. So I was one of those two. I still wanted to come a little closer to my crib and, and worship a little closer. I would love to be able to bump into a church made at, at at the grocery store. You get what I'm saying? Like some mm -hmm. things like that. I didn't feel like I had to go super far. Oh, it's time. irritating. No bumping in church people at the grocery store. You know, I go to church. Absolutely. I bump into them everywhere in the most obnoxious of places. So I, I um, yeah, I went to, um, this is funny. I was at, um, I was at the strip club one time and I was there for my cousin's bachelor party. Um, and random. God, no, it was. It was. It was. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. No, I, don't, I don't. I spend my money on gym shoes and food, or like experiences, or like me going out of town. I'm, I'm not teasing fine. you. I get it. Yeah, I'm. If I mean, but if it, if it, if I did, you know, it is what it is. Um, but no, this is my cousin's bachelor party, so we were there, and I'm in the back with a hoodie on, chilling, like you know, just trying to be. I don't want to be seen clearly, because I'm over a ministry at this point. So with being over a ministry, like. I really don't need to be here. Um, and one of the girls goes to the church. So that's how I knew about it. Um, so this guy walks up to me and, you know, you're just supposed to hit the head now. Like, yeah, I know him. But like, you hit the head now. Like, both of us are in here. Like, ain't no reason. We don't talk on a regular basis, but ain't no reason for us to, like, have a conversation now. Like, you know, just a respectful joint. He comes over to me. And it's like, what's up, new life? Now, bro, like of all times, like you come speak to me, like we don't never like we don't never converse. Like we we never have conversation, like ever. Like now's the time that you want to come talk to me. Like now, bro. I was just like, yeah. OMG. I was red. I was red. I was red because I was upset because it was just like you didn't have to. He like, made it a point. He went out of his way. Yeah, you went out your way to like come over there and talk to me because I'm chilling. Like I'm in, I'm in the back. I'm chilling. I ain't doing nothing. I'm here because my cousin getting married. Um, I was just like, yeah, this is this is wild. Like, yeah, no, that was unnecessary. Yeah, it was extremely unnecessary. Um, and I mean, it's almost like, and I see you too, bro. Like, what? Yeah, like what you doing here? You, I mean, like, not what you doing here because clearly, like, I don't. We know. But yeah, like you didn't have to like we saw each other hit you with the head nod, like mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah, that was just the funny. <laughs> well, the good thing is I'm the same person wherever I go. Yeah, I me too. Care. Listen, my pastor often says something wrong with you because he know I'm crazy, right? In a good way, but I love the Lord at the same time. 
So I am the same Tiana at work, at church, with my friends. Uh, there's not much about me that you're not getting on any yeah. level. So, Did I meet you before or after I was the bros? Because I knew Kelly, because Kelly went to I State. I think it was when you, I think it was after. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because I, yeah, I knew Kelly, because she used to get her hair done by Jan, so. She sure did. Yeah, so that's how I met Kelly originally, right, like, right after I left I-State, um, or as I was leaving, yeah, as I was leaving, I want to say to go to, before I went to JUCO, yeah, uh, I wasn't sure, uh, yeah. but yeah, you've been the same since. I think I am. As a matter of fact, it takes my high school friends to tell you, no, you might be a little bit more vocal, but outside of that, they found a video of me. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm about to say what year. It was a long time ago, but you were born. Okay. I hope you were born. Um, oh, well, I had to have been born. You're not that much older than me. Okay. Well, anyway, Eek, um, they found a video of me in high school and they, they were like, no, we have been laughing at this video for about three days because here you are critiquing how this teacher was a horrible teacher and you had no problem saying it on video. Like, I was going clean in on how this teacher is getting a check and he is not teaching and how I'm trying to get ready for college and I'm not getting the nuggets that I need. And here I am, 17 years old in the classroom doing this. So I'm the same person <laughs> with the same conversation, going to call you out. Oh, God. And you could clearly tell that the teacher could hear me too. Are you kidding? Like, oh, I just God. did not even care. So I, I am imagine. the same person. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How can I have to send that video to you. Yeah, please. I, I'm gonna send that to you. That day was funny. Please. How can people find you? Um, you know, you dropped so many websites. You dropped. I you did. Dropped well, listen. I think that I'm going to share my business page, which is right. T Period McCann Solutions. Um, that's on Instagram, and actually, I give great nuggets, scholarship nuggets things that you should know, nuggets, um, steps that you should take for college students as well as uh, parents um, so that they'll know I, from when are the college fairs, when are scholarship deadlines, FAFSA information, things of that nature. All of that goes on that. T period McCann Solutions on mm -hmm. Instagram as well as uh, Facebook is T McCann Solutions. Uh, you can also find me on my webpage, which is T McCann solutions.com no period for that one just tmccansolutions.com um i am on facebook my personal page is tmccann and my instagram Girl. page is mizzy lucidate uh don't judge me if i accept your friendship request just know that i'm a good person i'm spiritual and i'm funny oh god well, this has been another episode of Jesus and Gym Shoes where we have unparalleled conversations about life skills in Jesus. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Tell somebody about it. Um, yeah. Thank you, guys. I love you. I need to... There we go.